make deals. Base hits to right field. Here comes Richardson. Here's the throw for Marquez. Richardson is safe. Derek Jeter ends his final game with a walk-off single. Derek Jeter, where fantasy becomes reality. Did you have any doubt? That is absolutely clobber. Good gosh, where is that going to land? Oh, my, what a bomb from Aaron Judge. Testing the limits of Safeco Field with home run number 31. OMG. This is Brandon Lockridge, and you're listening to the Bronx Machachos. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the Bronx Muchachos podcast, brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm your host, Mark, and tonight we got Dave. Welcome back, everybody. We got Alex. Can't keep me locked up forever, everybody. <laughs> and, of course, we got our friend, good old friend, brother from another mother, Paul from Prospect hey, 1500. Hey, good evening, guys. All right, guys, everyone, you still know the drill. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, review, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all any place you get your any place you get your podcast um, servers. Uh, don't forget over here on YouTube to hit the like button on the bottom and subscribe to the Five Reasons Sports Network. Um, also, check out our link tree, which is link.tree backslash Real Bronx Machachos for all our offers including our newest one from Dave. We got our own online store, and we got SeatGeek. So go buy some merch, go buy some game tickets, concert tickets, whatever, and use promo code BM20 on our online store. Get 20% off site-wide, and use promo code BronxWithChachos, all capital, for $20 off your ticket purchase. Which will be good because we have beer mugs there, so you can pour yourself nice big yep. pint glasses. Uh, pint glasses, yep. Pint glasses for especially after this loss. And tumblers, all the booze. <laughs> and tumblers too. Keep everything nice and cold, especially yep. after this loss today. So I think I, after yep. this, I'm going to have to have a nice big tumbler myself. But <laughs> this, <laughs> this was—I don't want to. It's not an abomination because I. A lot of us t- talked about this before. That the, we figured that that's we're gonna go cold. It's we're gonna go cold with the layoff. It just, man, I, I, I keep running back to the same thing that, in big moments against big, big against, well-established managers, Boone just keeps showing up, coming up short. And I'm not, and it's not the fact that the guys can't hit because that's not his fault. But man, did he make he he made these moves that just didn't make sense. Bringing bringing in. Um, Carpenter for Trevino, and you that you could have used Trevino. You could have kept Trevino in there. Use Carpenter at another point when Cabrera's not hitting. You know, when somebody else for anybody else, you got you got Castro that was that wasn't that he said was a wash to bring him in there. Like he was expecting an out. You know, you brought you bring in Jamison Tyone, who's never done a relief pitching role in his life, let alone in postseason. And you have Clark Schmidt, who has been pretty much out of the out of the this entire season with a couple of spot starts so i just don't understand the moves that he was that he made it seemed like he wasn't playing for the win he was just kind of playing to to get to the next day so alex we haven't heard from you a bit what did you what are your thoughts today well i 
liked how everything was going at first. Like, let's be real. Like, okay, John Carlos did what he did because he does what he does in postseason. He puts numbers up there, okay? And like that's what he was doing. It upset me. And then when we had the four, the top of the fourth, when Nestor got himself out of that jam, that was nice. Okay, but then like when John Carlos got himself back on base and they took him out for a relief runner, for a pinch runner, it's like, yeah, that's gonna be nice, but it's gonna probably bite us in the keister when we get when we if we need him later on. And lo and behold, we needed him later on because it's the ninth inning and or the tenth inning. I mean, and we could have used him in the tenth inning, that bat to be that one hit to bring us to at least tie the game, and it didn't happen. So it's like, yeah, it's a little sad, but I guess. Better luck next time, even though the rest of our batting order is running cold, especially our MVP, who is, what, 0 for 5 right now? 0 for, like, he was 0 for 5 today, at least. Like, he's been all, all playoffs. So it's like, I don't know what to do right now. Like, this is a little upsetting, but I guess better luck next time. Yay. Yeah, well, so next time is tomorrow because – we got four, you know, the, there's a possibility that if it goes all five, it's four games in a row. So, um, Paul, you and I talked, we're talking a bunch today. Why don't you uh, give me your thoughts to, about about this? Because this is, it, I, I can, I'm not talking a lot about it because it just doesn't, because what happened today just didn't sit well at all for me. So No, I mean, I agree with Alex. I mean, you got LeCastro there. Um, but why do we have Marwin Gonzalez and Aaron Hicks even on the roster at this point if you're not going to use them? I understand neither one of them are hitting very well, but both of them are better options than Tim LeCastro, and both of them were better options than Cabrera as well. I feel like Cabrera is kind of stuck in the lights a little bit. Um, so, like, why not use, you know, your $10 million Aaron Hicks, your Marwin Gonzalez at that point? I Just, just a thought on that one. So, would it wouldn't have been a bad move to make that make that change. I mean, I mean, I get, I get, I get why Cabrera's in there. I mean, he's he's got the he's that little spark plug that's kind of that motor that keeps everyone going. But it's if he's not doing anything, then then you, and it's getting to that point where you need where you need something to happen. Then if he he needs to he he needs to move off. Look, at, he's zero for eight with five strikeouts. Mm-hmm. He's hitting him in the fifth hole and in the sixth hole. Mm-hmm. Oh for eight. With five Ks, that's not good. Like, yeah, Marlon Gonzalez and Aaron Hicks probably going to give you the same thing, more than likely. But I feel like I have a better chance than a guy that's a rookie in a pressure spot in the playoffs. That was my initial thought on that. Like, Aaron mm-hmm. Hicks, you know, he's okay. He can get me a base hit. Same with Marwin. Get me a base hit. Just get me, just turn it over. That's, I gotta, that's all know, we cared about. That's all we cared about at that point. A guy that's chasing high strike. The whole time he was chasing high strike, they knew exactly what to do. Every at-bat, if you look at that, he had two – Balls out of the strike zone high that he swung at. Every single you knew exactly what to do. You knew exactly what was coming, and sure enough, it was high. He swung, strikeout. I don't know. Someone might check. Want to check that? Um, you know, Yankee bullpen or dugout. I mean, because I think that bottle of whiskey that they had, and you know, when they were chasing for sixty-two, it's still there somewhere, and they're just drinking the sauce because that was like horrible. And then, like again, the La Castro for Stanton thing. I guess this goes back to what I've talked to you guys about before. Stanton can't run. I understand he's not going to steal a base. Was That's why you had LeCastro in there at that point. But 
at that point you're tied at two. Like I'm gonna need if I need Stanton again, which we did. Mm-hmm. He can't run. Why are we paying him all this money if he can't run? No, no, no. He can run. It's just the fact that they're scared that he's going to get injured because they don't want to put him out exactly. there in the outfield, which they, it, which is the dumbest thing that they got going on for the guy. Like nonsense. Okay, like is he the best outfielder out there? I'm not going to say he is. Okay, no. like because like that's that that's just fooling ourselves. But we'll put him out there into the outfield. Give him the opportunity to run, stretch those legs a little bit, so that way he could do some sort of base running. Yes, the man can run like a gazelle. We know this, okay? He has those long strides of from being six foot ten, basically. <laughs> like, let him do his job, okay? Let him exactly. do what he got to do and and get and move the move the bases, get going. Like, he might not steal the base. That, yeah, let's be real. But the minute the hit happened, it, it was a walk. He would have been at second base no matter what anyway. Like, he could do it. He could do his job. He could play the game. And they're, they're treating him like a kid. Like, the man is the guy who is your only bat for the past three, four seasons that actually does anything in the, in the postseason. I'm not going to get away with my only hot bat for postseason play. Right, exactly. I agree. I mean, you're looking at a total of 11 hits over two games, total of six runs over two. That's not winning. That's not a winning formula. Just not. You need more hits. We need more guys on base and not left on base. And we have legitimately just turned this series from being like, okay, if we just had to win two games at home, then now it's a best out of three series and we got to win two of the games basically in in um cleveland 15 k's think about that guy fellas 15 k's and seven walks i understand seven walks is great 15 k's isn't a winning formula striking out on three two pitches on a continuous basis is not a winning formula goes well i mean that goes back to roster construction at that point i mean exactly and I, and I mean, and not for nothing it goes back to how this lineup is constructed but now how how this lineup is having Aaron Judge number one, having Rizzo two, then Torres, put mm-hmm. move, put Judge back to the two hole at least, or move, move him somewhere down in the lineup because he's so, he's not the he's not the guy he's not the guy who is who we just had in the regular season right now. I actually I, tweeted something about that earlier. Imagine having a Stephen Kwan lead off for us. As I'm watching him, he's just a guy that just puts the bat on the ball. It's, it's It might not go out of the infield, but he's fast enough to get the infield hit, which he showed today. He's he's fast enough to, to, to cause some issues on the thing. And I think in the long run, Cabrera is that guy because mm-hmm. he's got the same skill set, but he's not right now. Then why not, then Kwan, why not, you know, well, why not put, why not put an IKF there then instead? I mean, he's, he's your slap hitting guy. Hey, anything. Just get on base. Just get on base. Get in, on a base. Even if Judge strikes out, at least I have someone on base for the next guy. Mm-hmm. I I don't understand. I, I I'm really worried what Dave has to say because he's been pretty quiet. So I want to hear what Brother Dave has to say about this one. Um. Well, the whole game that uh, I was pretty much chasing my son around the house and trying to watch the game at the same time. But started off great. I thought you know that 
strike call on John Carlo before he hit the home run was complete nonsense. That ball was three inches below the zone, and they called it a strike. And and what what is up with MLB putting first time umpires in a postseason series behind the damn plate? Like, can we stop, please? Can we stop putting rookie umpires behind the plate, calling the most important games of the year? Um, you know, as far as the lineup goes, it needs to get shaken up. Um, I'd rather see either Wald, go Waldo, Glaber, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, or IKF, Glaber, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton. That's how I would do it. Put the contact hitters in the one and two hole, get them on base, and let the big bats come. Because if you get those two guys on base, you have to pitch to Judge. You have to pitch to Rizzo. And then you got to pitch to Stanton. You can't, you can't make a mistake. It just forces the other side not to make a mistake. You know, and Nestor was on point today until the fourth or fifth inning when things started to come undone for him. And then, you know, pinch hitting Carpenter in the sixth inning. Don't agree with that. Running for Giancarlo in the bottom of the eighth. Boone's thinking there that, oh, we're just going to score this run and we're going to go ahead and win this game. Wrong. And then you got Jamison Tyon coming in the game who hasn't appeared in a relief appearance in 143 career games. It's been 143 career games since this man has been in a re- relief role. And then you bring in Clark Schmidt after he coughs up the game. Like, what are you doing, guy? What are you doing? You, why didn't you just end the game with Schmidt and Herman? Because now you just wasted your game four starter in a relief appearance and extra innings. This, this team needs to get its head out of its ass. Because you're not even if they get past the Guardians, they are not going to get past the Houston Astros playing like this. It's just not going to happen. Hey, don't count Seattle out yet. Cole's going to start Game Four. Boone did say that today. So at that point, I'm wondering if Herman comes behind Sevy tomorrow. Because I mean, that's the only reason you'd leave Herman there if you don't have. I feel like does he have trust for Sevy to go more than four or five? If not, you. I hope he does go more than four or five because it's going to get real interesting if you go past four or five. If he doesn't, yeah, but you basically it's going to be seven Herman tomorrow because you've used every most everything else. And why he pulled Wandy out of that game, man? What's coming? And why he pulled Wandy out of the game and Wandy was dealing. It goes back. It goes. It goes. Well, I'm. Think because he want in case he needs to use Wandy today or tomorrow, excuse me. But it goes back to the fact that when it comes to big, the really big moments, and I wish Danny was on tonight with us because he he is our resident Boone apologist. But Boone lover, exactly. But when it comes Card down to like, a member of the Aaron Boone fan club, <laughs> but when, yo, but when it comes down to a lot of a lot of the moves that Boone does, and especially comes down to in, in the playoff, he does not push the right buttons. He does not. He gets the the moment, like the, like Paul was saying, the moment the brights the lights are too bright for Cabrera now. The lights have always been too bright for Boone in the manager seat. He hasn't performed well as a playoff manager, and one would think by now, by year by season five, year five now being in the playoffs, that that would have changed. That he would have that he would make these adjustments, and it seems like the moment gets too big for him and. He just pushes and he just does things wrong every single time. And this is not saying that this is not an excuse why the team wasn't hitting because that was just a crazy, crazy thing that they can't hit the ball anymore. But making those substitutions, I think 
was did a detriment instead of a positive, with the exception mm-hmm. of bringing in, like you said, uh, Wandy and Wiseman. Wiseman came in there and just and shut the and shut them down too. It's in a big moment. So, I mean, let's give some praise. Let's give some praise where praise is due as well. I mean, Clay Holmes came in there. Clay Holmes did his job. So, you know, you got three. You got three. You got three stellar guys in the bullpen right there that can go. But at some point, they can't go four days in a row. Especially mm-hmm. oh, four days and then a day off before the if, if it goes five games, four days day off then start in against Houston or Seattle or go against Houston or Seattle, it's not going to happen. That's mm-hmm. going to go back to the all the same things that I've always said that Boone will burn out this bullpen for the ALCS and it's a and then that's where the team stops. Yep, and you're one hundred percent right. And it's been kind of sad, like what. Yeah, August we were harboring the horrible slump. Uh, September we the bats were still not waking up realistically in September. Like we all know it. They weren't like, oh my gosh, like the beginning of the season that what we saw. So it's like we were dealing with that, and then it's like you have Bob, you have the announcers Bob saying, oh well, here we go. We have Higgy up on bat, and you know he was doing really good late late in the season. In my head, I'm like, no, he hasn't. He's been trash. He's the trash man that does great when we don't need him to do great. Like we, I don't care I, if it's we need a run or a base, someone up on bat to be on the base. I don't want it to be Higgy. Like that's not who I want. I don't want Kyle Higashioka to be our man at bat to, to to bring in the winning run. No, I don't want that guy up there. He's trash. He's always been trash. He's only good whenever when we don't need him to do good anymore. Okay. And Dave, back to your comment about the umpires. At least it's not Angel Hernandez. Oh, be careful there. He might sue you for that one. Sue me. I ain't got <laughs> nothing is- to give him anyway. What? I'm racist to my own race? Nah, that's that's not what it is. <laughs> I know might trash well. when I see it. Might as well be Angel Hernandez with the way they're calling the balls. He must have gone to the Angel Hernandez umpiring school. Um, and just a follow up to what I what I was getting at too, like it's just it's just aggravating and the sloppy defense on top of it. Like Cabrera should have just let that ball fall in front of him and then tossed it in. Instead, he tries to dive for the ball. Donaldson comes over and Josh being Josh just whips the ball away and throw throw and then Rizzo almost airmails it, throwing it to third base and then allowing J Ram to go from first to third on an error. Well, two errors, and, really. And 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 how about that? Um, Glaber throwing the ball like a fastball at Brizzle for no reason at a play that we yeah. knew that he was the man was going to be safe. Like, why, why even bother? Why bother on that just one? Just eat it. Just eat the ball. And you know, not having DJ on this roster is really starting to show how much that hurts. Not having Lemayhu, like that's starting to really hurt. Well, he did hit in front of Judge more than likely, so that would be a good start. Yeah. So, him. If Andrew Benatendi was was good, we could have him be batting in front of just any right now. Hit. I, I would rather have Andrew. I would rather have DJ. I would rather have IKF batting in front of Judge right now. And I think what Judge's problem is too is that fifty five games in a row he started going down the stretch chasing down Roger Maris's home run record. I. Everyone's like, oh, that's not. It can't be. It can't. Yep, it is. Like, let's be honest. That he played fifty five games in a row. Especially I mean, for a guy who's not used to playing that that yeah, many games in a row. Exactly. And, and let's, let's be real. Also, they even said it on on the um, telecast itself. They legitimately said, like, 
Well, we have Aaron Bo- uh, Aaron Judge swinging at balls that he would usually hit in the beginning of the season. But now it's basically now that he's been going at it for this home run race for so long, he's swinging at stuff that he should be homering out and letting things become strikes that he would usually just clobber out and be out of the stadium for no reason. It's like, I don't know who this Aaron Judge is, but he better not realize, he, he better realize like this is part of negotiation talks. It's Jeter said it. The regular season, we don't care as Yankee fans. We care about postseason play. Okay, because regular season, we we don't care what's going to happen because we know for a fact we're going to make it into postseason. Every year, doesn't matter how old you've been, you know it's going to be Yankees in the postseason. When it's not Yankees in the postseason, that's when it's like, oh, my gosh, wait, what happened this season? I don't know. I, I, I just don't get it. How about you, Mark? You got anything? Uh, like I said, it come every, this whole thing, everything that's going on right now is coming from the top down, and I don't, I don't know. I I I I think tomorrow you're going to see, I think tomorrow you're going to see a couple changes. I think you're going to see a little bit of change in the lineup, and I think you're going to see a couple guys sitting down tomorrow. I think that I think Cabrera's going to sit tomorrow. I think that unfortunately Higgy's going to get the Higgy's going to play tomorrow as at catcher. And I think you might think, see think, Carpenter at right field, and Judge as the DH. Judge DH and Stanton taking a taking a breather. Mm-hmm. I swear which they I put Carpenter in right field. If they, put, right if they put Carpenter in right field over a Judge, that is a travesty. Because guess what? Carpenter can't even throw the ball from right field. Okay, I remember seeing him in the regular season when he put there in right field, and they they would throw hit balls out there, and because they know for a fact he doesn't have the arm to make it a second base from outfield without a relay man. Or you can sit Cabrera and put him in left. He's played left field this season too. I would. Say, I think. I think Hicks is going to go to left field. Some, I think Hicks is going to go to left Ugh. field tomorrow. I think they're going to sit. I think. I'd that, rather have Hicks in left field than Carpenter. Yeah. I don't want Carpenter. I, I think, and I think, I think, Donald, and I think Donaldson's going to sit tomorrow too. I think they're going to. I think even with twenty five million, that he's not that he's producing what he's producing right now. I think Donaldson mm-hmm. takes takes the pine and they put Gonzalez over there, or they put Gonzalez at shortstop, get a real shortstop there, and move IK up over to third. Or they put Cabrera at short, put IKF at third. Yeah, they could do that too. I don't think. I think. I think right now they're going to give Cabrera a breather. I don't think that they're going. to yeah. Don't think. I don't think he's going to play tomorrow. No, I don't think and, so and, and and it's nothing against him. I got. I got nothing. Nothing bad to say about the kid. It's just that I don't think that the way he's going right now. You know, like Paul said, zero for eight with five Ks. That's not getting the job mm-hmm. done. So yeah, why not? Why not? for nine. With, and he's got, and I he's would got put, five or he's got five K's at least or something like that. Yeah. If our outfield tomorrow isn't Hicks, Judge, Stanton, I'm going to be upset. I don't think it's going to be that. I think they're going to still put Bader out there. Bader. I, I, it's defense. It's, they're going to go defense defensively. They're going to keep Bader out there because it keeps it keeps Judge out it's, of center field. And Stan and Stanton's never seen the light of day, the outfield again this season. Yeah, that's not this season. That's that's a that's such a cop out right there because I'm sorry, I I don't mind uh, Stanton's uh, defense out there in the outfield. Like, um, he he 
did, he knows how to play the position. It's not like it's a position he never played in his life. So it's like it's well. The question is, is how bad of a shape his Achilles is in? Because remember, he had Achilles tendonitis when he went on the IL. So the Achilles is something you definitely don't want to mess with. And this is why I'm upset that Peraz is not on the roster. I really am. I I agree. I agree. I think he adds that piece of versatility in the infield. And same with DJ. And the bat. DJ makes a difference too. I mean, I think what you're missing is is really hurting here you don't have a guy with the versatility of peraza you don't have dj scaling them oh no absolutely absolutely but unfortunately the way that they put this team the way they they played peraza i still you know as much as boone will say oh i've been up i was up all night thinking about peraza versus versus gonzalez the way, the way, it makes no sense. You have, you have Cabrera so... to do exactly what Marwin Gonzalez does. Exactly. Cabrera can play first, can play second, play short, play third, can play both corners. Exactly what Marlon does. Cabrera can do the same thing, and he's and been hit. It makes no sense. And there's no way Boone was losing sleep over this. If you're losing sleep over whether or not Marwin Gonzalez or Oswald Peraza should be on this roster, like you need your head examined. I don't even understand how Marwin Gonzalez made the whole season on this roster. Well, guys kept getting injured. He doesn't. Well, guys kept getting injured and having kids and exactly it's crazy injuries. He's not. He's not on this roster anymore. He bounces a couple more teams. Peraza has proven he can play at the major league level. Granted, his offensive numbers were only a small sample size, but he still batted over 300. Well, that's because it's a small sample size because they didn't play him. That's, that was the problem is that they they kept putting they kept putting IKF back in the in the in out of position at shortstop. Peraza was IKF. I say this all the time. IK they said earlier in the year IKF is is the stopgap for one of the youngsters. They brought a youngster up and they kept playing IKF. That yeah. makes zero sense when you're. Going forward, the only it makes zero sense to put a non shortstop at the shortstop position because guess what? We tried this last year, tried this in 2020, didn't work at all. So, why are we why is this team still continuing to do this? Because Aaron Boone's not a real manager, and Terry Francona is really Baker is Dusty Baker's been amazing in game one and two. He doesn't really have to manage. I mean, he doesn't have to worry. He has trash cans. That's all. I mean, as long as you have trash cans, that you're good to go. The moves that he made though were crazy. He had like the guts to do some big moves at certain points. That's well. That's something that comes with experience, though. That's for sure. That well, he how has. Long the man has Aaron Boone here? How long is experience going to be Aaron Boone's excuse at that point? I'm. I'm good. He's been we, here for six years. Uh, that that Donnie, excuse is running thin. Donnie baseball's on, on the in this oh. roster. Paul, Donnie baseball is on the market. I don't care. Boone's done. Boone's done. Not I'll take Donnie. Unfortunately, baseball. unfortunately, I, I'm I'm with you. I, no I said that I, I'm with you with Alex. I'd rather have Donnie baseball, but it's not. He's not going to manage again. I don't know about that. I think he might. I think he needs. I think I think Donnie baseball needs that that year away, like like Girardi would do. Take the year off. Get you know, get himself right. Get his head head on straight. You know, get get away from managing wow. just so he can watch the game from outside. Well, well, the White Sox guy. might be looking for a manager, so I can definitely see Girardi going back to Chicago. I'm gonna say this then: if that's the case, if it's gonna be a year, then 
if Aaron Boone keeps his job for another year, then I, you know who I'm going to be banging the drum for, for the whole year, the whole year <laughs> next year, I'm going to be banging the drum. It's going to be, be, be the Donnie baseball drum that I'm, I'm going to make a drum with Donnie's <laughs> face on it. And every time you see I, you guys talk, I'll just bring that drum out and just start beating it right here. Dude, what, the, the guy the guy that's getting that's getting a lot of interviews is the one probably that we should have hired as the manager, which is Joe Espada. He's the probably the guy yeah, that we should have had okay. over Boone. Mm-hmm. And he's getting and, you know, he's getting a lot of looks. He's got he's he's, got, he's being looked at for the Marlins job. Still got a shot to bring him home. Yeah, still got a He'd shot. Be great with Miami. Well, only thing I know we got to look forward to at least we got Louis on the mound tomorrow. So, good old Sammy. It's like we got Louis Vuri McKenzie. So, let's see, someone for three eighteen versus someone for two ninety six. It'll be a interesting game tomorrow. And if yep. we get Louis that we got in the last end of the season, I'll I'll be happy with a no hitter to the eighth inning. <laughs> I just yeah. want I just want the best. So I want I want Louis. I want Sevy to be Sevy. I want that mm-hmm. dog to come back out again. Mm-hmm. Throwing you know, we, throwing. We might hard. get a no hitter to the eighth inning, but we actually going to put up a run or two. That's and that was That's that was going to be the kicker. That's going to be the kicker to it all. Sevy could be Sevy, and then boom, we give him zero runs, and it don't matter. Exactly, we've done that before. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, thank you for everybody that came and hung out with us on YouTube and uh, whoever's going to listen to us talk about this tomorrow when the episode drops on all the podcast platforms. Uh, check out our link tree. Got our online store there and multiple offers from our sponsors, Lids, SeatGeek, all the good stuff. Check it out. Uh, everybody listening internationally, thank you. Uh, the Netherlands just joined the coalition of global listeners, so Thank you. Um, and for Danny, Mark, Alex, and Paul, David, Brock Suchachos, have a good night. Hey, for everyone over at Nicholas Cloud Children's Hospital, thank you so much for everything you did for my daughter. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much.